All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Election Day in Alberta. Make you go out and vote and drop your hottest election take in the chat. Actually, wait, no, don't. If you do that, I ban your account. We're not doing that. We're getting into literally anything else with today's edition of The Lead. Oilers Nation every day, another off-season edition of the show, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where our pal Sergeant Battle has the first comment, and it really sums things up beautifully. I've got nothing fun for first comment. It truly is the off-season. Yeah, we are, uh, we are in the thick of it. We are right in this awkward spot where... The NHL doesn't like news to happen because they don't want stories and headlines to be taking away from what's going on with the Stanley Cup final or the conference finals, I should say. And the Oilers really aren't in a position to do much anyways up until the draft. I mean, you get to the point where there's, you know, 48 hours after the Stanley Cup is handed out is when like buyout windows and qualifying offers can go out and things like that. I don't think the Oilers are going to be giving us any major surprises with those two. We're basically saddled up here for a month of nothing but speculation. So we're going to try to have some fun with it. Uh, APOC hockey fans says off-season boredom blues go Dallas. Okay. QF Pro is already chiming in to answer uh, his dream off-season target. A few of you have dropped that in here as well. That's going to be our short for giant off-season question that we're getting to in just a little bit. But first, we go out to the satellite version of the Sports Closet Studios, the Devon Shore chapter, and bring in Liam Horobin. Liam, how, you were at the farm this weekend, weren't you? Yeah, I went to the farm. I also had three soccer games this weekend, Tyler. So my legs are feeling tender today, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. How'd you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I lost all three, but I had two goals. So that was nice. 
All that matters is individual stats. You're playing for a contract. I went to a comedy show for the first time this weekend. That was generally a good time. Didn't know any of the acts. Uh, one of them, though, was a St. Aubrey kid. His name was Noah Broder, and I thought he was actually pretty funny. But have you ever been to a comedy show, Liam? Um, I have not been to a comedy show, but there is a an English comic called Jimmy Carr coming to somewhere in Edmonton. I can't remember where it is. So I think I'm going to go to that one in a couple of weeks. That'll be good. Yeah, it was actually like a lot of fun. Again, I expected it to be fun. I don't know why I've never gone out and done one of these before, but it was uh, really solid. Dr. Gonzo's in with a Canada gold medal comment. I'll be honest, I don't really care that Canada won gold at the World Hockey Championships. That story does absolutely nothing for me as a hockey fan or a hockey broadcaster. But did you see the scenes in Latvia, Liam? Yeah, I mean... Crazy. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And it's it's kind of that's kind of what you want to see, right? Like we'll never get that celebration in Canada for a, a silver medal, but if if Latvia is going to celebrate it like that, I think it's good. It's going to grow the game a little bit. Yeah, and I mean Germany, like man, the future's bright for that German hockey club. And I know, listen, when there's no Russia at these events, I, I think you got to take them with a you know, a bit of a different lens maybe because that's a team that would be pushing for a gold medal, especially at the World Hockey Championships when they usually get pretty good attendance. Um, but German hockey, for them to go forward and and make this gold medal game, and then you look at, I mean, the pipeline of talent there with Moritz Seider and Leon Dreisaitl and, I mean, uh, Tim Stutzla, JJ Paterka. There is actually like a legitimate source a legitimate pipeline here of high-end stud hockey players coming through Germany. Like if knock on wood, we ever get best on best hockey again in the NHL and we get all the top players participating at once, man, that, uh, that German team might actually give people, give some other big countries some problems. Yeah. I mean, if it was ever to happen again, a World Cup of hockey, I don't think we'd have a team Europe anymore because it wouldn't be as nope. necessary, right? Like you got a team like Germany who have legit NHL players. And I know there's a couple of players in the WHL too that are, that are kind of coming through. So the pipeline is strong as well outside of the players in the NHL, but it's German hockey is, is slowly progressing in a, in a very positive mm -hmm. way. Same with like Latvia, like you said, like they got, the, they got bronze and then I think it's Poland and Great Britain that are coming into the World Championships next season. So yeah. we'll see how that does for it. But it's definitely getting more and more popular in Europe outside of your your typical places like Finland and, and Sweden yeah. and Switzerland, whatever else. You've been keeping up with the Memorial Cup? Somewhat. I, I left my house yesterday and Kamloops were up. I think it was 3 nothing after the first. And then I saw the final score was 10 to 2. So that was. Kind of crazy, but it's nice to see a, a Western hockey team actually win some games at the Memorial Cup. Yeah, and the OHL is actually kind of struggling at this thing. There's been a ton of blowouts so far. Things got pretty spicy last night as well, so it should be... Uh should be good as the tournament kind of continues to roll on here. Uh, Murray is in and says, Anthony Jeselnik is my favorite comment. Good and you said Burt mm. Kreischer or however you spell his name. I haven't seen his new movie yet, but I do kind of want to see it. I know Bag Milk's a big Burt Kreischer fan. Um, so I'm interested to see if he uh, if he's checked out. It's called The Machine is his movie. Um, mm. It's my favorite comic. I always see it. My TikTok algorithm gives me a lot of uh, a lot of comedians. I just don't know the names of anyone. I can put I the face to everyone and be like, yeah. I know that guy, that guy, that guy, but I couldn't tell you anyone's name. I had no idea who Burt Kreischer was until you said, oh, he's in the machine. 
Maybe I'm yeah, just not up him. to the pop culture standards, Tyler. Yeah, that's fair. Have you seen uh, Van uh, Van? What's it called? Is it called Van Wilder? Yeah, it is. Right, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen that one, Liam? Uh, no, but that's it's not. It's not new, is it? That's kind of old. Super old. But that character is based on like real life Burt Kreischer when he went to like Ford, Florida State or whatever. Um, huh. And then they just got Van Wilder to play him, and it was a whole thing. But he was like a party guy at this university and then eventually became a comedian and all that. It's very funny when you go back and watch Van Wilder through the lens of like knowing it's a young Burt Kreischer. Um, we watched that movie on the way home from a nation vacation to Calgary two seasons ago or last season, one of the two. Um, anyways, totally out of nowhere. Uh, let's get into the hockey talk. It's the Sherwood Ford giant offseason question for the day. And we're dreaming big on a Monday, Liam, cutting through the Monday blues with maybe a bit of a spicy conversation. Who would be your dream offseason target? I want you to really take a swing here. Like someone who could realistically be moved, but maybe not someone who you're like, the Oilers could get this guy like a dream target on the level of a Matthias Ekholm kind of deal. I mean, you think back to 12 months ago. If we were sitting here doing this show at any point during last offseason, Matthias Ekholm, fresh off signing a nice extension with the Nashville mm-hmm. Predators, if you would have told an Oilers fan, Matthias Ekholm will be available at some point next season and the Oilers are going to get him, they would have said, that is absolutely insane. So I'm not, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, the Oilers' dream offseason target is Steven Stamkos or Victor Hedman or Jason Robertson or Jake Ottinger because those guys, right, like they're locked in. Key pieces of a core. But on the level of an Ekholm-style deal, who is a dream offseason target for the Oilers? Liam, while you think about your answer, I'll, uh, I'll go through a couple that we have here in the chat. QF Pro said Tyler Toffoli, which I think would be interesting. JLM gave me his top one, which is Travis Konechny. I love that and more on him in a second. He says, alternately and probably cheaper is Yegor Sharangovich from the New Jersey Devils, a guy who has 53 games or 53 goals in 200 career NHL games. So he's kind of been a 20-goal guy, just under a 20-goal guy throughout his career so far. He's young. He's an RFA with Arbrights. A Yamamoto for Sharon Govich swap on the surface sounds good, but I mean, I like him because he's big and he scored goals before, but he's a left shot. So that right there means, oh God, you're going to get rid of Yamo, put another guy on the left side where you're already kind of backed up with a lot of talent. I don't know if that's exactly a fit, but I I like the thinking on that one. Um, again, aim high, Dr. Gonzo, Pareko, and for the pipe dream one, Hellebuck. Pareko, it's a contract thing. Like the Blues, Jeremy Rutherford was on uh, <clears throat> Daily Faceoff Live today and talked about how they got to move a D-man. They're going to try their best to move a D-man, but... I don't know if Pareko's the guy in Edmonton. Six and a half million isn't like an insane contract, but the Oilers are tied up against the cap. And do you want that salary on the books when Pareko's 34, 35, 36? I think I'd pass on that. Hellebuck, I just don't see it as realistic. Winnipeg's going to be asking for the sun, the moon, and the stars. Edmonton, you have Skinner, you have Campbell. Your two goalies are locked in for seven point some million. I don't think if the Jets are moving Hellebuck, it's because they probably know he's not going to sign an extension there. If he's not signing an extension in Winnipeg, would he really sign an extension in Edmonton? Or as an American guy, does he want to go south of the border? And that's why I'm I'm not, you know, sitting here thinking there's a real shot they go out and get Connor Hellebuck. Uh, but keep dropping in your dream offseason targets. Liam, who's yours? 
Uh, mine was said right off the top, but I think Travis Konechny would be a great fit for this yeah. team. Someone who was kind of dangled at the trade deadline to an extent. What's he at? Five and a half million for yep. this year and the year after. I think that'd be a massive upgrade over Yamamoto for a very good value. And I think you said it, Tyler. Like He's a guy who could score 40 goals on this Oilers team and would just help them out in many ways. And pretty good two-way guy too got a little bit of feistiness as well i think he kind of hits yeah. all the spots the others would want to improve at this summer yeah 31 goals in 60 games last year for the 26 year old konechny only five foot ten but this dude's like he's a little wrecking ball out there he loves playing physically i don't have the same injury concerns i would obviously have with a kyler yamamoto konechny scored 31 goals like i said only five on the power play, another three shorthanded, which means he got 23 of his goals at even strength playing on a Flyers team that was junk. It's not a good hockey club last year. Travis Konechny, he's been around the league for a while, debuted in 2016-17. He's hit the 20-goal mark now four times, and he probably would have hit it in 2020-2021 if he would have played 82 games. So I would love the Oilers to be looking at a guy like Konechny, 5.5 million against the cap with one more year after this one. What's the ask? I mean, is it a first and is it Borgo? You know, I, I really do think Konechny is a two-piece, like major asset kind of deal to make it work. And then Edmonton's got to get salary out the door. Maybe that's a Kyler Yamamoto. Maybe you overpay a little bit to get the Flyers to even keep a bit of Travis Konechny. And he becomes like this great value piece for you because we know the Flyers are heading towards a rebuild here, if we're being honest. So I love the name connecting. I'm with you, Liam. That would be number one on my list. Um, he just, he would check a lot of boxes. Do you, do you Some think other there would be any similarities to the Kirby Doc trade to try and get Konechny, which was, I believe, was a first and a second? Obviously, the money's a little bit different and the age, obviously, but I'm just thinking if this deal's yeah. going to happen, it's probably going to be around draft time more than anywhere else, right? Yeah, you know what? That That is a decent little comp. The only argument against it, like Kirby Doc didn't score a mm. lot. Like he had played heading into last year about 150 games and he had had 19 goals. You compare that to Konechny, he's been around the league longer. I mean, he's played 488 games. He's put up 141 goals. You know, the contract maybe brings those two slightly closer together in value. Although you could argue there was even more upside with a guy like Kirby Doc. Hmm, a first and a third. I think you'd have to give up more than the third. That's why I went to a first and Xavier Borgo and Yamamoto yeah. probably to, to again, try to make the money work on that. But if you could find a way to get a Travis Konechny, I think he's a piece who'd be worth paying that kind of a price for. Let me know in the chat what you think. Would you do a first Borgo and Yamo for Travis Konechny? Would you do that, Liam? Uh, I would do my best to bring the first down to a second because of Borgo's value, but also... I wouldn't hesitate if the Flyers were like, no, we want the first as well. And you're getting a massive upgrade. Borgo, I actually think, will be a good player, but I don't think the others need to wait around to see what he's going to be like, right? Like a lot of this team is locked into to decent contracts of when Borgo would be available. So I wouldn't be hesitant on, on moving him out. Yeah, like if you get Konechny, I don't think you're holding your breath at all about sacrificing a piece like Borgo because you still have Holloway and Lavoie as younger forwards in your system. There's lower end pieces, a Petrov, a Tulio, a Carter Savoy. I know those all kind of range in, in different different kind of grades in terms of how mm -hmm. you view them as prospects. But 
you bring in Konechny, and for at least the next two seasons, your top six is locked in as McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Kane, Hopkins, and Konechny. There's your six. And you just got to focus on, you know, retooling and keeping pieces in the bottom six. But even then, right, like you'd have Holloway, Cost, and McLeod. Next year, you still have Fogel potentially, unless you need to sacrifice him. Bring back a guy like Derek Ryan. Like, I think you can afford to sacrifice one more prospect from the pool and Borgo, I think, would likely be that guy. Unless Philly had the hots for like a Philip Broberg and you wanted to include him in the deal. Maybe you're, you know, not giving up a first in that scenario. Maybe it's a second and Broberg and Yamo gets that done. It all depends kind of on what Philly wants, but I'd love to see Konechny as a target. Evan is in and says, Patrick Kane as a top six forward after we let go of Yamamoto. No idea if it's remotely possible. I mean, it's possible because he's a free agent, right? No acquisition cost. You just got to pay him dollars and commit a contract. I worry about Patrick Kane's hip. I worry about Patrick Kane wanting to come to Edmonton. And there's a part of me that worries about how much he has left in the tank. He was borderline invisible for that Rangers team in their playoffs against the New Jersey Devils. Is Patrick Kane sitting here going, win at all costs, don't care about money, don't care about location? He'll giddy up, give that guy two by two, and here we go, see what he can do. I think Patrick Kane probably does care about location when you consider what we know about how tight he is with his family. That's why I think Buffalo is a a spot he could end up back at. I could see him on a value deal returning to New York. I could see him going to teams and saying, hey, Give me a one-year deal, but I, I can't play until November or December because of my hip. So I, I think he's possible. Patrick Kane, I, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he ends up here in Edmonton. I just think it's very low. I, I'd say it's like a sub-10% chance that uh, that, that happens. Uh, Good news says he's not defensively responsible enough. I think that's an interesting point to consider with Patrick Kane. That's a guy who makes most of his impact on the power play. You need to add Patrick Kane to this Oilers power play. I, I don't know. Are you messing with, with a good thing or what? Uh, Evan says maybe Holloway cracks the top six and we get more depth on D. I don't know if you want to go into next year with Holloway written in ink in a top six spot. I think mm-hmm. you'd prefer to have him start on the third or fourth line. And as injuries happen, as different things go throughout the year, he can work his way up the lineup. Uh, Craig says trade nurse to Chicago for the number one. Okay. Nope. Just going to skip that because it makes no sense. Sorry, Craig. Uh, what else do we got going on here? I mean, uh, what do you, Brian what do you think of Brock Besser? What do I think of Brock Besser? He's expensive, man. Like six, six, I don't six million. Yeah, just over six million. Two years. Why get Besser when you could go get Konechny, I guess, is my answer. Okay. That is, I think that's a good answer. Someone asked. It's yeah. like, but yeah. the thing was Besser, I think he wants to be closer to the to his family, which is fair enough after everything he's had to go through, right? So I yeah. think that is uh we'd be a no-go. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Uh, good news says Frank brought up Evan Rodriguez. He could fill the net. Always get nervous about paying guys coming off like career years. And Rodriguez can score. I, I'm not saying it's unsustainable, but that's a guy who's bounced around to a lot of organizations. Checking how many actually he's played on because I feel like the number is going to be high. Um, I don't know. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Colorado. He was a Leaf for a bit, was he not? Or were his rights just in Toronto? I don't fully remember. Um, anyways, he's, he's been, been now on, yeah, he's been on three teams in his career. He's never hit the 20 goal mark in a season. I worry that coming out of Colorado, someone's going to pay him a decent amount. And I don't think I'd want to be the team that does that. No knock on him. Good middle six guy. Not, not the kind of target. I think the Oilers should be looking at, uh, Sergeant battle says Swayman. Odin says Adam Larson. I mean, yeah, right. Like it's not happening for the reasons we've talked about a hundred times in the past. Uh, but Adam Larson would be awesome on this team. Evan says, Scott Mayfield. Bang, that's realistic and a dream target. Lance says, William Nylander is my dream target. I'd love him for one year. I don't see how the Oilers could possibly afford to extend that guy and keep him in the lineup long term. So it doesn't make a ton of sense there. Curtum says, Carson Soucy. I think he's an interesting name to keep an eye on as we head throughout the summer. Good and you asks about Garnet Hathaway. His contract will probably scare me a little bit. Again, those guys... There's always a team out there who convinces themselves like they're a Garnet Hathaway away, Hathaway away from like completing their bottom six and making it ready for a Stanley Cup run. And then they pay accordingly. Look at guys like Vili Leno who like got crazy contracts, right? I don't know if Garnet Hathaway is enough of a difference maker to give him like two to two and a half million, which might be what some team convinces themselves to do. I, I have a funny feeling he's just a bit too pricey. Um, yeah, Darnell Nurse has a no movement clause, everybody. Like, we're not doing this shit. I'm so <laughs> sick of having that brought up. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, I think he gets overpaid, man, and he can't stay healthy. So, I, Tyler Bertuzzi at five and a half, or Connor Brown at two and a half, or three, or even three and a half. Connor Brown, short term deal, less money, less commitment. Give me Connor Brown. I like that bounce back angle more than I like paying for the absolute peak and paying top dollar for a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi. JLM says Jake DeBrusque would be a good target. I don't think there's any way Boston lets that guy shake loose anymore. He's rescinded the trade request. He is a UFA at the end of next year. So maybe Boston sits there and goes, well, we can't afford him anyways a year from now. Let's deal him. That'll allow them to maybe keep Taylor Hall. Maybe it allows them to sign Tyler Bertuzzi. They can do things with that money, but I, I doubt they move a 26-year-old Jake DeBras. If they did, I am absolutely all over it. There were some rumblings, as Sergeant Battle brought up. And this is the time of year you need to really think about where the rumors are coming from. 
when it's a Saravalli, a Friedman, a CJ, Darren Dreger, there's weight behind it. When there's unnamed whatever from Boston saying the Bruins are calling the Oilers about a forward and it may shock you, click here to find out more. Eh, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a rumor. I don't know if that. Like, why would the Boston Bruins want Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I guess is kind of my question. They they need to shed money to bring back all the guys they currently have. Liam, I don't see that as being realistic at all. Uh, yeah, you and me both, Tyler. There was also one the other day that Leon Dreisaitl was going to Boston. So big moves coming between the Bruins and the Oilers this summer, apparently. I, the Oilers just signed Ryan Nugent Hopkins to a ticket to basically keep him here for his entire career. Ryan Hopkins just had a 100-point season. Yes, the playoffs yep. were disappointing, but there's probably about a 0% chance that the Oilers are even considering moving Ryan Nugent Hopkins this summer. So yeah, when you're out on... Twitter or wherever you're looking, like make sure your sources are a reliable one, you know? Like yeah. look for the big dogs. Uh Les says Max Domi would be good. He's gonna get a lot of money. I don't think I want to touch that. Quincy says Taves and Domi. I don't hate Taves if he's one year one mil, but anything more than that, I'm probably passing on him. Um JLM has a cheap guy with 20 goal potentially. He says it's Daniel Sprong. I think the Oilers are kind of done with that phase of things, you know. You look at their top six, like I said, it's more or less locked in. It's one piece away. If you're going to move out Yamamoto and get someone else in there, I think it needs to be someone with a bit of a better track record. Someone who you can say, like, they're definitely getting us 20 goals. They might get us 25 to 30. Daniel Sprong is like, a ooh, he might score you 20. And if you're not getting a slam dunk upgrade, just run back Yamamoto again. Like Daniel Sprong, mm-hmm. sure. Could he score you 20? Yeah. Is Tyler Yamamoto has scored you 20 in the past. Just bring him back then. Why are we, you know, taking shots on guys who may or may not be a fit for limited upside is kind of my point. Um, there's there's yeah, probably a yeah. guy like Daniel Sprung who becomes available for like a professional tryout who you can just bring to main camp, play him through the preseason. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I don't think you need to go out, like you said, and and hunt down a Daniel Sprung. Like, this team doesn't have massive holes they need to fill, and goal scoring isn't one of them in particular. They need to have guys who can, like, kind of play two ways, and Sprung probably isn't checking one of those boxes. Yeah. Uh, Just taking a peek, the Washington Capitals. Brian's brought up Tom Wilson's name, and someone else, it was JLM, said, what about TJ Oshie on a retained contract? So TJ Oshie's got two more years at 5.75. Wilson's got one more at 5.1. If the Capitals aren't like, this is the tough part of my read on the Capitals. I look at them and I go, they might need to retool on the fly here. That blue line isn't overly impressive. I guess they have Darcy Kemper. The forward group is not getting any younger. Alex Ovechkin's heading into, I think his age 38 season or whatever. Nicholas Backstrom, who knows where the health is at. Kuznetsov, they're apparently sick of wrong side of 30. It would make sense for them to get some future assets. Would they really move Tom Wilson? If they did, the Oilers should call is kind of all I'll say there. I don't even know what that deal would look like. I think it would be a big one, but he'd be an awesome fit here, man. He's up there next to my Travis Konechny pick. Oh, was that a question? Sorry, I thought you were going to. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) what do you think? Wilson? Sure. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in on Tom Wilson. I, I'm i not in on, on TJ Oshie. I think, yeah. like we've already spoke about, like I'd rather have a, a Konechny. And honestly, I'd rather probably have a Brock Besser a little bit. The age is a thing. Like when is TJ Oshie just going to fall off a cliff? He's 36 years old now, right? So if you're looking at Tom Wilson, I'd pay, I'd pay the ticket for him. I wouldn't pay... Uh, restricted for uh, the unrestricted free agent ticket from the year after, but for a yep. one year guy who could help you really establish yourself in, in many different ways, like he's kind of what you get in a small sample size of Travis Connectingly, but obviously way bigger and just more physical and can and can punch people a little bit more. But I'm all in on a, on a Tom Wilson too as a dream target this summer. Okay, let, let's say the ask is a first in Borgo for both Wilson and Connectingly. Which one do you pull the trigger on? Uh, oh, oh, um, Konechny, could you get two yeah. years? hundred percent, man. hundred percent. You get the two years of Travis Konechny and that's the place. So I think the answer to today's Sherwood Ford giant off season question, which was who would be your dream off season target and Ekholm level swing. I think our answer, Travis Konechny, Liam, and honestly reading what was put into the chat and all the different ideas. I don't know if there's even another name that truly belongs up there with Konechny. I think on the trade market, he's probably the guy if they wanted to make a true impact splash to this top six. You could go and sign Connor Brown, and that would mm-hmm. I think that would work. There are other free agents out there that I think might work. Um, but I think Konechny is probably the guy who gives you some upside because he's young, clear-cut 30-goal potential because he just did it on a garbage team in 60 games, cap hits manageable, and that team is looking to rebuild. There's talk they might consider moving Carter Hart, which I don't know if I necessarily pay the price on the Oilers, but if Konechny is available, you call Daniel Breer. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd have him on speed dial once I found once I saw the trade block list and if Travis Konechny was on maybe my first call yep. this summer. The other one would be Tom Wilson. That would be the only debate for me sure. would be those two right now. Hey, did you find it interesting the other day when we asked Frank about JVR? I see JLM's brought him up now. Um, we brought up JVR and Frank kind of didn't scoff at the idea of JVR being willing to sign here saying he wants to go somewhere he's wanted. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that has already faced the media in quite some critical markets in Toronto and even, even Philly, right? They're very hockey passionate there too. So he knows what it's all about. And I mean, he's a player like we spoke about the other day. This past season was a little tougher on him, but I don't think the wheels have fallen off his career by any means. I think he's nope. got some goodness to to give still. And we're here talking about Nevin Rodriguez and the Daniel Sprung. I'd put JVR above all of those guys in that category of guys. You could probably bang home 15 goals for you this season. So I'd be all over a JVR. We, Frank did say that cap hit of 1.8 might be a little yeah. low. He might get a little bit more, right? Which I mean, I'd, I'd probably pay that much for him at the deadline uh, at the free agency period too. Yeah, I'd go up to like two and a half, I think, for him. If your options are JVR one year, two and a half, Connor Brown three years, three and a half, I think there's a conversation to be had there. Connor Brown could hit though. I think Connor Brown actually has like 27, 28 goal potential on this Oilers lineup. I think he could be Zach Hyman-esque even in this top six. So my answer probably is still Connor Brown, but... JVR, man, like, again, you can sit there and look at his age all you want. That guy puts pucks in the net, and that's what this Oilers team is going to be looking for if they they want to get a more consistent Kyler Yamamoto with more offensive upside for cheaper. So you want a better player, and you want him to be cheaper. The conce- you got to make a concession somewhere, right? Connor Brown's going to be available, maybe not for cheaper, and the concession is that he gets hurt once in a while. 
was missed the entire season. Before that, he was actually pretty healthy. The concession with JVR is you're taking a risk on a guy who's in his mid thirties. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, do you think uh, JVR could be a guy that slips through the first few days of free agency? I think so. I think, yeah. I think teams will be looking at the Bertuzzi's and the Connor Browns and other big names like that. This free agent class is pretty weak, um, but I could see him, yeah, sitting there on day two. The only thing I'd worry about is him sitting there on day two and then the Oilers going, shoot, he's the only guy left. And then they have to overpay him to make sure he comes here, right? Yeah, that would be just be a floor of it, I suppose. I'm just thinking, like, I wonder if he's just a guy that asked for a little bit too much and then just the number gets a little bit lower and lower. It's going to be a standoff, but the deadline, it was a lot different, right? Because his cap hit was 7 million. Yeah. Teams didn't want him as much. And even Detroit, who were rumored to get him, came out and said, actually, no, we don't want him after people said we did. So it's going to be, he's a very intriguing name on this board. Yep. How about this for, uh, for a name? I doubt they move him now since they won the lottery. But man, I would pay, I'd pay something to get one year of Taylor Radish at 750K. Woo. I, I mean, for that cap hit, I, I oh. wish you others had paid something at the deadline for Taylor Radish to bring him in. Like, oh, that is also good Ariata boy, something to consider in all of this. But yeah, all we're Taylor trying Radish, to do is reconstruct the Eriotters. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, the Dylan Strom idea didn't come together last year. But if we can get Connor Brown and Taylor Radish this summer, then I think we're, we're on a good course. That team, man, they were good. Dylan Strome, Connor McDavid, Alex Debrinkat, Travis Dermott, Curtis McDermott's an NHLer. Taylor Radish was on that team. Mason Marchment was on that team as a young guy. Um, they had a lot of really good hockey players. Like for a junior team to have that amount of talent, all more or less translate to the NHL is that is something. Um, all right, mm-hmm. let's move along on today's show, Liam. Let's get to our player <clears throat> grade for today. It's brought to you by Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Check them out online at starmechanical.ca. Number 26 is on the list. It's Matthias Janmark's turn to get a grade, Liam, in his first year with the Edmonton Oilers in a one-year deal. He started down in Bakersfield, which I feel like we all kind of forgot. This guy mainly for cap reasons, did not make the opening night roster for the Edmonton Oilers. He eventually did get called up when they ran into some injury problems and Evander Kane went down and he didn't leave. 10 goals in 66 games for Matthias Janmark, plus nine, three of those 10 coming short-handed for Matthias Janmark as well. This guy gave him penalty killing. This guy gave him solid bottom six minutes, brought a little bit of feistiness to this Oilers lineup. I gave him a regular season grade of B, Liam, for his performance this year. I knocked him down to a C in the playoffs. He got banged up. Wasn't entirely his fault, but he didn't score a goal in five games. Only had three shots on net as well. He was one of those guys who kind of disappeared when he was in the lineup during the postseason. But regular season, Yanmark was awesome. Yeah, and like when he, that Evander Kane injury obviously helped him get into the team, but yeah. He was an NHL player when we signed him, right? I don't think anyone really expected him to be in Bakersfield. And when he came in, like he said, he played a very good role in the middle six for the Oilers. Loved to score against his former teams, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Vegas for still not giving him a tribute video either. So I think B Gators. is fair. I would maybe even go, yeah, B. I would stick at B. 10 goals is a good number for a guy playing the role that he did. Good on the penalty kill. C in the playoffs, I think, is 
probably fair. Like you said, he got injured. What was it? Game one against the Kings. And everyone was disappointed because he was a very good, very, very good player for the others in that game one. And then you kind of wonder where his health was really at after he came back in the Vegas series as well. So C is probably fair. Chance of returning, I might even put lower than 50. I don't know if the Oilers will want to. I think the Oilers will want to bring him back. I don't know if they'll want to pay him much more than what they did pay him this season. So I could see Yanmark trying to cash in an extra 500 grand for himself somewhere else down south. I could see that too. One point, if you ran back the same deal, 1.25 mil. I I think he'd be open to coming back. I don't know. I think the core liked him here in Edmonton. The coaching mm-hmm. staff loved him. He's a guy who would like get slotted up into the top six every once in a while. So I think the coaching staff liked him. I think in terms of the you know tough penalty kill minutes that he played, it'd be fine. He's a guy who, if you got to take him out of the lineup for a few games next year, if he's your 12th, 13th forward, him and Derek Ryan are in those spots. I think it's fine. Um, let's get to some of your grades here in the chat. Good news at a flat B Lance gave him an a for the regular season. I think that's interesting. Uh, good, good news said good penalty killer, reliable, nothing flashy, hundred percent. That's all he was. And those guys have value. Um, Owen was a little bit harder on him. Gave him a C plus in the regular season. Uh, Rian said, I hope I'm saying Ryan Rihan. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll bump him up to a B plus, maybe even an a minus. I think that's totally fair. I think anything I B plus could have easily been his grade in 60 some games again limited time with skill players he found a way to pop home 10 goals that's that's an impressive season for a bottom sixer so yeah i think that's totally fair has a got a game winner as well um yeah why not you could go b plus for Yanmark, and i wouldn't argue 60 percent. yeah it's somewhere in the 40 to 60 percent range i went mm-hmm. a little bit more optimistic i feel like i've been grading everyone hard on their chance of returning so i was trying to change that a little bit so there's your player Report card for Matthias Janmark brought to you by Star Mechanical. Let's fire up the trade machine for AMA Travel. amatravel.ca slash dreams if you want to find out more. Liam, I got a trade proposal involving a former oiler. Who do you think uh, it is? Wait, no, you made the board. You know who it is. I, I can ignore see that. It. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> Taylor Hall going back. To Buffalo. Uh, he spent what I uh, yeah, see. I almost got you. Spent about half a season there, obviously, when he signed the one year deal, eventually got traded to Boston. Boston needs to clear out cap space. That is going to be one of their missions here. You look at their cap friendly page, projected to have just 4.9 million in cap space. Say the cap goes up more than just one mil, they could have about $7 million in cap space. They need to re sign Trent Frederick, potentially Patrice Bergeron, Tyler Bertuzzi. Maybe Garnet Hathaway, potentially David Krejci, although he might retire. On the blue line, they got Clifton and Orlov. Jeremy Swayman is an RFA. You can quickly see how they're going to run out of money pretty quick trying to fill out this roster. Taylor Hall's $6 million cap hit for two more years may just be a luxury they can't afford considering he spent the bulk of his time on the team's third line. What's Buffalo looking for? They're looking for a second layer of scoring help to slot next to Dylan Cousins and bring that forward group up a step. Taylor Hall would do it. I, he, listen, he's not the player he once was, which is wild. He's 31 years old. It feels like just yesterday they were drafting. The Oilers were drafting the guy. Coming off a year where he scored 16 goals in 61 games. That's not great production for $6 million bucks, but it's not terrible by any stretch. And Buffalo has so much money, they can afford to take that shot. The other thing is his contract's up in two years. So when Buffalo's sitting there and yeah, they got to eventually extend Darlene and Owen Power's going to need a new contract. 
this Hall deal really doesn't get too much in the way of them accomplishing that. The return is small, a 2023 second round pick, which will actually be be higher up in the draft. It'll be in the front half of that round. I think this is a good deal, Liam. Boston gets a pick that they can maybe use to free up cap space somewhere else, tag onto a bad deal, or they could go actually use the pick and get some youth in that organization, which they don't have a lot of. And Buffalo gets a great complimentary piece for their top six. Yeah, and I mean, he's played for them before. He's a player they obviously like having around, right? I know they traded him, but it was kind of they had to move him. So, yeah, I don't mind his deal. Obviously, Boston, his hands might be tied a little bit. Maybe they have to give up, but they get back a third or something like that instead of a second. But from a Buffalo perspective, I think this is a guy who underachieved massively this season with the Bruins, only scoring 16 goals, like you said. So, He's someone who could come back and, and bounce back next season and maybe hit the 25 goal mark. I don't think his scoring days are behind him by any means. The Caps hit isn't great, but it's also not no. out of the range of something that they, is inaffordable. So $6 million for Taylor Hall, I, I, like, I like this trade. I, I Like I said, maybe I change the pick, but I think it would just be a pick going back anyway. Yeah. Six million bucks is a lot. I think the amount of suitors that would be interested in Taylor Hall is hurt because of that cap hit. You're basically only dealing with contending teams or teams that want to take a step forward. And most of those teams don't have six million bucks laying around. Uh, Taylor Hall, he does have a modified no trade clause. So it was a no move for this year. And then it turns into, I think this summer, it becomes, yeah, a 16 team no trade list. So again, Taylor Hall can nix a deal to half the league if he wanted to be strategic about it because he doesn't want to leave Boston. He definitely could do that, but he signed in Buffalo once. And I know the circumstances were different, but I don't know. It's, it's not the craziest bring, thing. He, I, oh, what are you going to ask back? me? Would ah, you bring him damn back? it, Liam. I knew we'd get to this part of it. No, I, it's not realistic, man. Like The story would be freaking awesome. If at next hmm. year's... like. Next year, the year after that, at that trade deadline, yeah, that'd be a fun little story, hey? But two years <laughs> at six be. million bucks, and he shoots left. If he was a right shot, sure. Talk about bringing back Jordan Eberle, but Taylor Hall, y- you need right shots. Mm, maybe maybe you reunite the kid line in a couple of years with Nuge, Hall, and Eberle and, and let them. That'll be the year the Oilers finally get it done when they reunite them. And hey, maybe maybe Joltz is available. Maybe Dubnik can come in as like a goalie coach or something. Bring the band back together. Okay, that's an interesting idea. I'll let you chew on that one for a little bit, okay? Uh, all right, there you go. There is your trade machine for AMA Travel, uh, amatravel.ca slash dreams. Go check it out if you haven't already. Let's wrap up the show with our other sports report brought to you by Betway. We talk Memorial Cup. The Dallas Stars, Liam, are on the verge of doing something, something historic. That series is 3-2. They're, on, they're heading back home. All the pressure's on Vegas. Do they win tonight? I, no, because every time I want someone to win, they don't. So I'm going to say no, Dallas does not win and Vegas moves on to the Stanley Cup final. But hopefully not. Uh, they are favorites. I think they're minus 135 on Betway. My favorite bet, though, Wyatt Johnston's shot prop is paying out plus money. And he has hit it in four of the five games this series. He's gone four plus shots in four of the five games this series. Why Johnson shot prop lock it in as your bet of the night brought to you by our friends at Betway. Also, it's a big one for you and Aaron. Can you show the hoodie? 
I am firmly rooting for the Miami Heat. Um, I have no allegiance to them at all. I just think their vibes are cooler. Um, plus, the city of Boston's won enough over the last 20 years. They can suck for a while. Um, I'm rooting for Miami, but uh, do you think your Celtics pull it out and, and finish off the reverse sweep? Uh, yes, I do. And the reason I think that is because I think Miami gave themselves some bad karma today. Apparently, they have now booked hotels in Denver for the NBA finals and they haven't even made it there. So I think the the basketball gods will be on the Celtics side. You don't like you can't be that prepared for it, Tyler. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. So wait, hear me out. You don't think Boston's booked hotels yet? No. Oh, good Lord. I think they've looked, but you can't book them. You can put down Oh my and, God. Give them a call and say, hey, maybe, maybe. But no, Miami jumped the gun and I think tonight they lose. For that sole reason. Okay. okay. All right. Spoken like a true fan. I love it. I think Miami <laughs> uh, Miami wins this evening. Um, yeah. A big game six and a big game seven in the sports world. It is, uh, it's going to be a fun night. Make sure you go out and vote as well. Be an informed voter as well. Go read for like half an hour before you go vote. It's not that big of an ask. Make sure you're smart. This is a big election in our province that goes without saying. So do your civic duty. And go vote. I saw Dustin Nielsen tweeted that from the second he walked in the doors to when he walked out, he had a timer going and it was a minute 46. You definitely have a minute 46 to go vote today, people. So uh, get that done. Uh, one more time, shout out to the Sports Closet, Sherwood Ford, the Giant Nation Gear, AMA Travel, Star Mechanical, and Betway. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon Mountain Time with another edition of Oilers Nation every day. We'll talk to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.